2: Your refrigerator after a long day seeing that icy cold Coors Light can or bottle in your fridge the answer is no there's nothing better that's why when it's time to chill you choose Coors Light it's mountain cold refreshment made to chill Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind so that's why when you want to hit reset reach for a beer that's made to chill get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart Coors Brewing Company Golden Colorado And as always, celebrate. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. I'm not going to sign in a number at this point because I don't know when this is coming out. am going to try something a little bit different today. Everyone's going through a lot right now. Some people are obviously impacted by the coronavirus and the quarantine more than others. For many of us, though, what it means is we're stuck at home working and we have more time on our hands because there's no commuting time. You're looking for things to do. You're watching more shows on Netflix or whatever. You may be reading a book. You may be doing research on baseball history, which applies to me. I am I like going back into the, the vault of Major League Baseball history, but not just baseball when it comes to history, world history, the United States history. There's millions and millions of hours of content you can consume As it relates to those things. But what I'm going to talk about today is seasons in which Major League Baseball was shortened for one reason or another. And that's obviously something we're going to have to deal with this year. Whenever baseball does start up again in 2020, we all hope it happens sometime this summer. That seems like best case scenario at this point. May seems off the table. June seems like a best case scenario. July, by all accounts, whether you hear what people are saying. That are closely involved with MLB or just follow the news and listen to scientists and doctors. July probably seems more likely. So we're going to be dealing with something we have only seen a few times in Major League Baseball history. It's going to be maybe a half a season and it'll be interesting to see what that looks like. But what I'm going to discuss today are different instances this has happened. And the first time it happened was in 1918 and 1919 and with 1918 and and that time frame in the Spanish flu it's kind of eerie that um we're talking about that uh a, a pandemic of a, a virus pandemic again in uh 2020 but um in 1918 and 1919 it, the reason baseball was cut short was because of World War 1 and America declared war on Germany on April 6th 1917 and a few players at that time either enlisted or were drafted. So, in 1917, baseball was not really impacted. Things went on as as normal, or they were planning to go on as normal. And when you read about this period uh, of of time, like the the morale was pretty high when America. It, entered the war. The morale among US citizens. The US was going to stay out of war for a long time and then they just couldn't anymore and they got involved in war. And the US was not impacted nearly as much as European countries. If you want an unbelievable podcast to listen to, hours and hours of content, go check out Dan Carlin's Hardcore History Blueprint for Armageddon. It's like a five-part series. It's probably twenty hours long or more about um about World War One. Everything you could possibly imagine about World War One. And uh, maybe you just watched the movie nineteen seventeen this year and you're like, oh I'm interested in that. Everyone always talks about World War Two, but the Great War, World War One, what happened there? So that that's something you could check out um and play. If you're interested there, I definitely recommend it. But as far as baseball goes, by the time the end of the 1917 season rolled around, owners realized they were going to have to do something for 1919 because the war was not ending and it was going to impact the home front in a sense of people were going to need to go to work um, on war efforts or something was going to need to be done. And what they agreed upon was to reduce the schedule for 1918 from 154 to 140 games. They relocated spring training and they cut down on travel. Though That was their plan, at least. However, the, after they agreed upon that, the War Department decreed that by July 1st, all draft-eligible men employed in non-essential occupations, baseball, must apply for work directly related to the war effort or risk being called into military service and the owners obviously were not happy about this because they were going to lose their players and fans, they weren't going to have a team to put on the field. Owners fought this, but they really didn't have much of a leg to stand on. And by July, an average of 15 players per team were involved in the war in some capacity, whether, um, a lot of them ended up just going to work for war efforts, building machinery, and things like that. Um, And this obviously was a, a huge impact to rosters. I mean, half the roster is just cleared out. So baseball was forced to cut down the season even more and teams ended up playing 126 to 128 games uh, depending on the team and depending on um, I guess where the, what point they were in the schedule. The regular season ended on September 2nd and the world series happened from September 5th to September 11th and uh, 1918. You probably remember the Red Sox won the world series that year. The 1918 chance, like up until 2004, that was what everyone used to chant Um, whenever the Red Sox would come to the Bronx, and they won that in a shortened season, and I didn't know that until now. I didn't know that was a shortened season. So I have heard people say, is the... I've heard people pose the question, is the Yankees championship, if they win a championship in 2020, and it's in a... 100 or an 80 game schedule. Is that going to take away from it? And my immediate reaction was no. And I don't, I have no clue how people felt about the 1918 championship. When we used to troll Red Sox fans for 1918, that had nothing to do with the fact that they won it in a shortened season. It had everything to do with the fact that that's a long ass time ago. So I think if you, if you win the World Series, you could shut everybody up. So I am not concerned about potentially winning a World Series in a shortened season. I just want there to be a World Series. So getting back to the story, the war ended on November 11th, 1918. That's when Armistice was agreed upon. But the 1919 season was also shortened because people were coming back from war. They were coming out of the factories if they were working. Life just had to go back to normal. And the season was shortened to 140 games that got underway in late April. That's sort of the impact that World War I had on baseball in 1918 and 1919. So even though America went into war in 1917, it had residual effects in 1918 and 1919. You may be wondering how the Yankees did in those years. Well, it wasn't great to be a Yankees fan back in 1918 and 1919. They didn't have the Babe yet, so they weren't a powerhouse juggernaut. They didn't even have a Yankee Stadium. It wasn't even open in that in that period. But in 1918 the Yankees finished 4th with a 60 and 63 record, and then in 1919 they improved. They finished 80 and 59, but they finished 3rd in their division. Another interesting point or fact that I read Is that a lot of times what baseball players would do as a service is they would be involved in military training, but it would just be a show. I don't know exactly what the purpose of this was, but maybe it was for morale. Maybe it was for to demonstrate what military training should look like. People were interested in everything that was going on and there was no television to broadcast it back and, and all of the news coverage that we have today, so they would actually be involved in military training. I saw some pictures. If you just Google baseball, World War One, baseball players, World War One, Yankees, World War One, you can find these pictures. It was, it was kind of funny, interesting to look at. But yeah, that's really the the gist of how World War One affected baseball in in 1918 and 1919, and until the 70s, not. Much was impacted. Even World War II, the seasons went on. Many players went over and fought in World War II, but the seasons weren't impacted. It wasn't until the 1972 season that we had the next shortened season. And this one happened because of the first ever player strike. And there was a dispute about increasing pension funds to match inflation. The players ended up winning pretty quickly, actually. It was 13 days that the league was shut down. And the owners agreed, okay, yes, uh, you guys win, basically. And they not only increased the pension fund payments, but they came up with salary arbitration. So I guess we can go back to 1972 and thank everyone who's lost an arbitration case or won an arbitration arbitration case. You can go back and thank this moment for that. But the 13-day period where there was no baseball, they didn't go back and make those games up. So they just decided the commissioner at the time, his name was Bowie Kuhn, and he just seemed like he wanted to wash his hands of this whole situation and just move forward and get it done. April 15th was the start of the season, and it does not matter how many games left on the schedule that each team had. Because obviously some teams would have played more than others before that April 15th date because of travel days. They didn't even out the schedule though. So some teams ended up playing one more game than the others. And in many divisions, it did not matter. Teams won by eight, nine, 10, 11 games. So who cares? It doesn't matter. We don't need to make up that game. But the AL East came down to a very close race. Did not involve the Yankees. The Yankees finished 79 and 84, six and a half games out of the division. At the time, they were still recovering from the late 60s lull. The team was on the downswing in the late 60s, and then they started to get better in the early 70s leading up to the mid-70s when obviously they won a couple championships and free agency came about and George Steinbrenner bought the team and, and things started to change from there. But the AL East at the time came down to the Red Sox and the Tigers. The Tigers ended up playing one more game than the Red Sox, so their record was 86-70. and 70 and Boston's record was 85-70, and 70, and they didn't do anything about it. That just amazes me. That blows me away. I tried to put myself in the shoes of a Red Sox fan at the time. They obviously have won nothing since 1918, what we just talked about, and, <laughs> and they're getting screwed out of a playoff berth. It's actually pretty amazing how this, the 1972 season was dealt with Luckily, I guess for the Yankees, it didn't come down to a heartbreaking playoff miss like it did the Red Sox. But that was sort of like what was part of the Red Sox ethos. like They were always getting screwed. That was the narrative. And it does seem like they got screwed in 1972. All right. So the next one is a real doozy. 1981. This... (laughs) so you probably you may know about the 1981 season especially if you live through it but there was a another player strike and it was residual effects of free agency that was implemented in 1975-1976 owners were demanding that teams who lost a player to free agency got a compensation draft pick from the signing team and a player off the roster of the signing team So we know compensation draft picks are still in effect today, but getting an actual player off the signing team is ridiculous. Players obviously were not going to agree to that. They walked out. The strike lasted from June 12th to July 31st. Before we get into what MLB actually did in this season, it is really interesting because this is the origins of the free agency compensation Players needing six years of service time before they hit free agency and all that stuff we talk about with so many young players today and how the system is outdated and it is kind of outdated goes back to 1981. It doesn't really make sense in free agency numbers to pay a guy into his late 30s when he's in his prime in his mid to late 20s. It may have gone out the window this year because we saw a lot of big free agent contracts, but 2017, 18, and 19, preparing for those seasons, it definitely seemed like GMs all across the league had decided, we're no longer going to do this. It's why guys took shorter deals. Guys were going into the season. They were not signed yet, et cetera, et cetera. And the negotiations from this 1981 strike, I found this this nugget to be really funny. They were supposedly so bitter that when a settlement was finally reached, the Players Association representative Marvin Miller and the owner's negotiator Ray Graby refused to pose with each other in a picture. So that's us imagine how the negotiations went. All right, now listen to what MLB did as a resolution to this whole thing. Because remember, the strike started on June 12th. Games had already been played and it lasted until July 31st. So there was still season to be played. It would kind of make sense just to pick up where you left off and the teams with the best records go into the playoffs. But no, the owners concocted this weird thing where they would split the season in half. There would be first-half winners and second-half winners, and they would each play each other in the first round of the playoffs. This seems like a money grab. You get more teams involved in the playoff race. playoff races, more teams in a playoff, so you get a playoff series to, like, recapture some of the lost revenue, but it created so many problems. For instance, the Reds had the best overall record and they but they didn't win either half, so they didn't make the playoffs. They had a record of 66 and 42, 611 winning percentage. That was the best in Major League Baseball when you combine the two halves. They didn't make the playoffs. The Yankees, on the other hand, had a fantastic first half. They had a 6.07 winning percentage. And then they knew they were going to make the playoffs. So guess what they did? They absolutely stunk in the second half. Didn't matter. They still advanced to the playoffs. Second half, they had a 4.90 winning percentage. But what is the incentive when you already know you're going to be in the playoffs? And it didn't necessarily matter because they ended up going to the World Series. They lost to the Dodgers. The 1981 World Series was the only time in that decade the Yankees made a World Series, the only time they won a pennant. And they had a record they had a streak going of every decade, at least making it to the World Series until unfortunately, the two thousand tens. It was chaos, like I said. Not every team played the same number of games. The automatic playoff berth created tanking for lack of a better word. The rule they were there was this also like these rules they were fudging around with. So if a team won both halves of the season, they would face the second. Half season runner up in the first round of the playoffs. Like, even like reading about all this is just insane. I can, you know, we've he- heard some dumb proposals by Major League Baseball recently, like the one to do a round robin tournament where you have a reality TV game show and you pick your opponent. That doesn't even. Hold a candle to how stupid this proposal was. I can only imagine baseball fans freaking out at the time. The Reds feel like they got screwed because they had the best overall record, but they didn't get into the playoffs. The whole first half, second half thing is just crazy. And that was a that was one of the biggest work stoppages in the middle of a season. It's different what we're dealing with now where a season hasn't even gotten underway yet. So when the season starts... We're all going to breathe a sigh of relief and it's going to be starting starting new, starting fresh. 1981, they just took a break in the middle of the season to duke it out in the in courtrooms. So very jarring, I'd imagine, for a baseball fan. And then you have all these like weird rules that come into play to get into the playoffs. And baseball was on a streak of going on strikes. There were work stoppages in 1985 and 1990, but all games were made up, so there was not shortened seasons, but it was all leading up to the big whopper in the Uh, night. It is now
0: official. No more regular season, no extended version of the playoffs, and for the first time since 1904, no World Series, Brendan. It's not pretty. Yogi Berra said it ain't over till it's over. He was talking about the 73 Mets. Now Yogi could say this one's definitely over. The World Series has been played on in the midst of two world wars, in the midst of the Depression era, but now in 1994, in the midst of the greed era in Major League Baseball, no World Series, no more baseball this year. PSN's Rod Smith reports. The season was officially canceled with a press release issued by Major League Baseball, supported by the signatures of every team but two, the Baltimore Orioles and the Cincinnati Reds. Later, as a fitting symbol of how far apart the players and owners are, Bud Selig and Donald Fear held news conferences in two separate cities, each reminding us of the reason there will be no World Series, the salary cap.
1: Like a lot of things in life, you um, anticipate something and fear that it's coming. Hope that it isn't. And when the day uh, is here, uh, there's an incredible amount of sadness.
2: The 94-95 strike is something we all lived through. Maybe not all of us, but many of us lived through. It's the most famous baseball strike. It lasted from August 12th of 1994 to April 2nd of 1995. Listen to these numbers. It was the eighth work stoppage in Major League Baseball history and the fourth in-season stoppage in that 22-year span. So that's going to piss a lot of people off. Four times over a 22-year span, rich people who are playing a game can't get on the same page with richer people who are paying them to play the game. I know there was injustices, This strike happened because the owners wanted a salary cap and that would have really hurt the players and the players union is very strong. So they fought it. They went into the 94 season with no CBA. It expired in December of 1993. So they were really doomed to fail entering the 1994 season. But this pissed a lot of people off because the whole saying millionaires arguing with billionaires. That was really what was playing out. And they couldn't get on the same page and finish the 1994 season. And after about 113 games, that's how many games most teams played in 1994. There was a work stoppage and it lasted for the rest of the season, which meant there was no playoffs. There was no World Series for the first time since 1904. For the Yankees, this directly affected them. This was the year... Of a of a shortened season, that it hurt them the most because they had the best record in the American League. They had a six nineteen winning winning percentage that season. The Expos in the National League got screwed. They had a six forty nine winning percentage that season when the work stoppage started. Paul O'Neill ended up winning the batting title. He hit three fifty nine that year. I just checked out how close of a race it was. What would happen had the season continued? Do I think O'Neill could have won the batting title? He was in a very close race. Albert Bell was hitting 357, and Frank Thomas was hitting 353. Go look at some of the numbers for some players in the mid-90s. Obviously, we know why they had those sorts of numbers, but Albert Bell and Frank Thomas are gigantic power hitters, and they were hitting in the mid-350s. It's pretty ridiculous. The schedule in 1995 was shortened to 144 games. The main reason being is because the dispute was not really settled until April 2nd so they needed to have a spring training they had an abbreviated spring training and then players just went straight into the season it started at the end of April and they fit in 144 games this was also the first year that the wild card playoff team could be implemented it was it was a thing in 1994 but obviously because there was no playoffs. There was no wild card playoff team in 1994. So this was the first year in 1995 that there was a wild card team. The Yankees lost the ALDS to Seattle, that heartbreaking series that everyone remembers. The Braves won the World Series. Their only World Series of the 90s happened in 95. And that's really it. That's a season that most of us remember. That's really when I started to become... A baseball fan was 95, 96. Those are my first memories of baseball. My dad telling me stories about how the Yankees lost those three games in the kingdom in Seattle and how much he feared Edgar Martinez and the picture of Ken Griffey jumping up and down when he slides across for the winning run. Like that's implanted imprinted in my brain. Then obviously good things happened in 1996, but After this stoppage, it took fans a little while to come back to games. There was, you just Google 1994, 1995 MLB strike and go to Google images and you see dozens and dozens of signs of pictures and people who are pissed off and signs that they would bring to the games uh, in protest. And now what we're dealing with, it's not a work stoppage, it's something outside of the players' and the owners' control. So that's the good news because we're not worried about a work stoppage, even though there is a new CBA that's going to need to be agreed upon in the coming years. After 2021, there's going to need to be a new CBA. I have no clue if this work stoppage is going to accelerate those discussions. Those discussions are ongoing. It's a big reason why Rob Manfred is the commissioner is because he has experience negotiating between the Players Association and the owners in the past. He's negotiated deals for them. So that's why they wanted him to be the commissioner. But whenever things get going, hopefully it's all they come to an agreement on what is good for the players as far as salary, what owners can stomach as far as lost revenue, what's good and fair for a schedule, and we don't have anything stupid like the 1981 split season or the 1972 different number of games season and obviously like 1994 1995 or 94 when we had no postseason that would be the worst Uh, I hope we do get baseball back at some point this year and that's really it that's the history of shortened seasons in major league baseball it was fun to go back and read about all of these I sort of Kicked off my research. There was an article on NBC Sports that was posted, and that sort of got me interested in the topic. So I went reading about all the different articles. There was, you know, Wikipedia has rundowns of all of these seasons, but just googling stats and going to Baseball Reference and checking out what players were doing, what was really fun. So I hope you enjoyed it. Scott and I are going to be continuing doing our shows coming up with new ways new 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 forms of content new content ideas keep your mailbag questions coming keep calling the voicemail line keep rating and reviewing the show all that good stuff thank you guys for listening